You are listening to the Parkview Church Podcast. To learn more about Parkview Church, including our gathering times in Palm Coast, Florida, visit us online at parkviewlife.com. Go! 
welcome to Parkview Church. We're so glad you're here tonight. Let's put our hands together and sing our God. We praise you tonight. Come on.
good. We're going to keep on singing a song called Holy, Holy, Holy. I know y'all know it. Sing with Savannah. She leads it.
last week's promotion, okay, but do stop by the, the Welcome Center so we can get to meet you, okay? Hey, our Bible verse tonight, um, as we're doing praise and worship, comes from 1 Thessalonians 5.16. I love this. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God through Christ Jesus. Wow. You know, a lot of times we don't, uh, we know that this Christian journey, we're going to have problems as we go through life. Jesus even promised that to us. So this is when we need to turn to the Bible to gather some wisdom. And we can take a look at some of the heroes from the past and how they handled those situations. For instance, we had Joseph the dreamer, never lost his faith. We had Moses, the reluctant leader. And then Ruth, the loyal woman, and David with all his gigantic struggles. And there was Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. We had Daniel, the faithful. Job, a good man. Peter, the apostle. Paul, the missionary. And of course, the best example we have was Jesus, the Messiah. So we're just here to praise him tonight. And I was thinking after Thanksgiving of historic man in our nation's history that um, went through quite a bit of trials and tribulations and he was still able to praise God all the way through that he was brought up in a uh, Baptist faith although it wasn't until later in life where he really came to embrace it was born again but he was a man that um, sister was lost at childbirth he lost his mother when he was 11 he didn't ever get a formal education 
his fiance died before they were married. He lost um, his first bid for Congress when he was 34 years old. But he went on to be one of our greatest presidents. And he knew how to praise God. He realized in, uh, during 1863, during the Civil War, halfway through, the Union Army had lost one of its a pretty bad battle down in Chickamauga, Georgia, which could have been the turning point for the country. And at that time, Abraham Lincoln decided he was going to establish a national day of thanksgiving for the United States. In spite of all the tragedy that was going on at the time, he was still a man of faith. He still praised God. He knew that God held everything in his hands. So the proclamation, just you should read it. Uh, you'd be surprised what's in there. And it gives all glory and all praise to our Father in heaven and to God. And he recognized that nothing comes upon us except through the hand of God. Proclamation recognizes and gives praise to the goodness of God. Lincoln knew, as we should too, that we need to be focusing on the promises, not necessarily the problems. Focus on the promise, not the problems. And just a cute story that uh, I heard last weekend. One of the teachers in our four and five-year-old Sunday school class shared with me a little boy, five years old, was saying his prayers in class. And he said the most profound thing. He prayed, Dear Heavenly Father, please take very good care of yourself because without you, we're in trouble. What, what innocence and what wisdom. You know, Jesus even said we got to come to him like babies. You know, and so we shall. You know, in closing, I don't know what our future holds but I know who does hold our future in his hands. Amen, amen, yes. So if you join me, and let's lift up our voices in thanksgiving as we magnify the goodness of God. Thank you. Would you stand and worship together with us? Of the goodness of God. 
with me. You guys know it. First of all, I just want to say again, like Tom said, welcome. We're glad you're here. I uh, hope you enjoyed Thanksgiving. Hope you ate a lot of food. Um, and uh, I, uh, I know I was scared to step on the scale yesterday, um, but uh, I did it, and I was like, oh, not that bad. So I don't know about you, but um, I am glad to be back in the house of the Lord this weekend. Um, and uh, what we're about to do is we're about to take communion. And if you didn't know that and you sat down in your chair, your pants are stained now because their <laughs> elements were in your chair. And um, so if you would go ahead and get those ready. Um, but before we do, there is a lot being presented in our faces today um, via social media, via the news. Um, there's a lot going on in our world. And what that does is it doesn't just keep us informed, it also keeps us preoccupied. And if I want to go back 2,000 years ago to this moment where Jesus, the night he's going to get arrested to go to an unfair, unjust trial, to eventually die an unjust, unfair death. So that way you and I, in almost an unfair, unjust way, can receive his righteousness. He sits down with his disciples, and it says he was, he says, I was eager to be with you. I was eager to sit here with you. Jesus begins to hand out these elements, and if you've been in church long enough, maybe you, you know this, and we're not going to partake in it quite yet, but I just want to... Just kind of reiterate the story of he, he passes out the bread and he says, break it for this is my body. Then he passes out the juice and he goes, this will be my blood poured out for you. When Jesus says this and does this, he institutes something that the disciples, that the disciples then implemented amongst their disciples and their disciples and then the local church began to do this as a practice of the local church since that night. Why did Jesus do this? 
while the world is trying to preoccupy and distract us with all that's going on, Jesus knew you and I have a propensity to forget in the middle of the chaos about him. And so he instituted this thing called the Lord's Supper communion. So that way we would never forget. We would always remember. I've had the privilege of living in, in places all over the world for a season and going on different missions trips. And I've been in places where they still do sacrifices. There is still witchcraft and, and demonic worship still going on, on in our world. It's very real. And I've been in places where you walk by these trees and there are these little red bags all over the trees and it's, it's filled with the blood of the sacrifice to the demons they worship. You walk through the marketplace and they're selling blood sacrifices. And here's the thing about blood sacrifices. They're, they smell, they stain, they're messy. There's a gravity, there's a weight to it. It was once the blood of a living thing. There is a mess to it. And what Jesus is getting at to his disciples and what he's getting at to you and I is there is a weight to the sacrifice of Jesus. There is a gravity to his sacrifice. There is a sacredness to his sacrifice. And what communion is, it is this sacred moment. It's sacred. Now, I'm going to be honest, I, I am not one to sometimes sit in sacredness. I'm one to, when I feel the weight of a moment, I'm the first to make a joke. But communion calls us to a sacred space, and it calls us to a place of reflection. It forces us into a space of, I have not upheld promises to God, but he has never, ever broken a promise to me. I have not always been honest with God, but he has always been honest and good to me. So we come to this moment of communion and the symbiotic relationship of where there is salvation and grace given, there is worship to be given back. For when there is breath to breathe in, there is breath to breathe out. And when there is worship to breathe, grace to be breathed in, there is worship to be breathed out. And when there is no worship to breathe out, it's because there was no grace or salvation to be breathed in. But thankfully, and all praise to God Almighty, He has given us this grace and salvation. So in this moment, I pray we haven't been to too many church services. I pray we haven't sat in so many worshipful moments that the truth of the matter of fact that God Almighty, creator of the universe, stepped down and shed his blood and had his body broken for you and I, that that doesn't absolutely blow our minds and wreck our souls. I pray that it drives us to a place of sacredness and reflection. So that's where we're going to be tonight for the next couple of moments. When you take your cup, you can take off the top lid and take out the bread. And for
1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 24 says this, for I, received from, for I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So take the bread and eat it. And in that same way, he also, the same way also he took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant and my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So go ahead and, and drink the cup. Verse 26. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes back. Amen? Let me pray. Dear Lord, we remember your body that was broken. And this was no ordinary man. God, this was you. God in the flesh. The image of the invisible God. Jesus. Your body was broken. God, your blood poured out on a tree that you created, pierced by the very men that you formed in their mother's wombs. And you were broken and you bled and you gave up your spirit for us. I pray that we don't forget the sacredness of this. I pray that we don't forget the gravity of your death and your resurrection and what it means not just for our story but God for all of humanity. So in this sacred space God we confess that we have been less than perfect. We're not holy. But we are so, so grateful for the one that is you who is faithful. God, thank you for the blood. Thank you for the sacrifice. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Would you stay seated as we sing this next song? I cast my mind to Calvary where Jesus bled I see his wounds, his hands, his feet, my Savior on that cursed tree. His body bound and drenched in tears, they laid him down. Heavy stone, 
much. You can have a seat, and we are honored that you have joined us on uh, this evening, an evening of uh, Thanksgiving. We all have so much to be thankful uh, for. I, actually, I was just standing over there, and it just kind of caught my attention. So neat to see, you know, when we think about families, Alex, our, our worship pastor, his, his wife is on stage singing tonight, and this is Alex's much younger brother, Harrison, much younger. And they're in town visiting for the weekend. And then Cheryl uh, is singing with her daughter. And so just so much to be thankful for tonight when we think about families. And yeah, give our band a great round of applause. They've done a great job tonight. And, and we're just thankful that you came to join us. And we're really thankful that you didn't come tomorrow morning. And you're making space continually over and over again. Um, each and every uh, Saturday night. Um, but uh, I hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Um, I did. I haven't stopped eating yet, and I can't wait to eat even more, the brownies especially here in a little bit. Um, but uh, just so thankful that I've been able to spend time with family. My wife and I have been able to spend time with uh, two out of three of our kids, actually three out of four because the stepdaughter's in there, and we count her as one. And, and just having fun eating and laughing and watching TV and watching Ohio State Buckeyes get beat today. And... Um, Man, mixed crowd, tough crowd. But uh, somebody just punched their spouse and said, I can't believe he just said that because I've got it recorded and didn't want to know. <laughs> but anyways, but uh, just so thankful. So many blessings um, in my life personally. Um, just, just amazing uh, to me what God has done for me in my life. And I'm sure that if we gave you a few minutes, um, you could do the same. You know, when I think of the attitude of thankfulness. I also think about the attitude of gratitude. And so today I was honestly kind of like curious, like what's really the difference? And, and, and I, honestly, I just, I went to the, the greatest source because everything's true on the internet. And, and, I, and I just typed in, what's the difference between gratitude and thankfulness? And so it was interesting, a lot of different perspectives, but I do love what one Christian author said. He said, gratitude is a general appreciation of life, while thankfulness is a response to a particular event or experience. See, today as that little boy, 10 years old, opened the door for me at one of the stores, I turned around and I didn't say, man, I'm so gratitude, I have so much gratitude for you. No, I just looked at him and I said, thanks for opening the door. But my feelings really shift when I pull up today and I see Parkview Church. So I've got so much to be grateful for and so much gratitude when it comes to Parkview Church. We've had an absolutely amazing 2023. You've heard us say it many times. We've experienced more growth in 2023 than we ever have in the history of our church. Matter of fact, just on Saturday night alone, this Saturday night last year, I think we had 200. And I think there's over 200 in here just for this service. And there'll be another one tonight. We're up over 35% over last year. And it's not all about, you know, attendance, but really it's about life change in Jesus Christ. And it's just 350 more people than last year that we get to bring on a journey along with us and share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
And you know, I, I'm, you're probably like me, you're probably excited as you drive in, you have a lot of gratitude and you see the building going up. And it's amazing what's taking place in there. They literally, have, they worked 12 hours yesterday and they, were, they, just, they just finished up literally like 10 minutes ago and they're trying to sand the drywall so we can start painting next week. And, and just so much gratitude with that. And I remember two and a half years ago when we sat down and we began drawing out the plans, we honestly said, Have, are we building too large of a facility? And now two and a half years later, we're saying we didn't build a large enough facility. But honestly, if you know the story, we are building on every square inch of property that the city will allow us. Matter of fact, don't, don't even tell the city this. I, there's supposed to be a six-foot buffer from the road to the new building. I just walked it off. There's three feet. I'm not asking questions. I'm just going with it. But we're doing everything we can to guide people to life change in Jesus Christ. And, and as this year progressed, as we saw God doing more things, we were like, oh my goodness, how can we continue to invest in the lives of people because we're maxing out our facility and I'm so thankful for our leadership I'm so thankful for our elders our staff thankful for some of our key volunteers that we've had conversations with and I tonight I just want to take just a moment and kind of give you maybe a little bit of precursor of a of a gratitude that I believe we're all going to experience see every year we do a Christmas offering and uh, Greg will talk a little bit more about that in years past of what we've done next weekend. But I kind of just wanted to give you a little, kind of like a prequel of what our Christmas offering will be like. Because we realize we're kind of maxed on facilities. We're about to be even more maxed once we probably get into that facility. And so we tried to think outside the box. And this will be one statistic for you. I, I found out today from our um, kitchen chef. He sent me a text and he said, Barry, I've been here since the end of May doing the cooking. And I, curiosity just got the best of me. And I calculated how many meals we have fed the Saturday night crowd from end of May till last Saturday night. And it was 7,000 meals. Yeah. You're welcome because you save about $20 every time you eat here. But uh, So we're like, okay, what can we do? How can, you know, because where you're seated out there now on Saturday nights, okay, that's the main entrance for our new auditorium. So we've had to get creative, and I'm so thankful in our Christmas offering that we have four initiatives that we're going to do to expand our facility. And I call it the four Ps. The first one, is to accommodate our Saturday night because we're going to continue serving meals on Saturday nights because it works for bribery. And um, we're going to continue doing that between our two services at 4 and 6 in, in the new auditorium. So we need a place to sit, all those people. And so I want to show you, this is one of the things that we're going to be doing. We're going to build a pavilion out the back of this facility, literally right outside this back wall. We're building a pavilion that's going to seat about 200 people. It's going to have ceiling fans in it, heating as well for those really frigid nights that we never get. And then it's also going to have a pass-through for the kitchen. You'll be able to walk out the back of the lobby and walk right out to the pavilion there. It's also going to be used as a time for our kids, time for our students, our young adults to be doing different activities when the weather permits them right out back. So we're really excited about that. Then also, 
we're going to come out and we're going to remodel the front entrance that you currently walk in. And uh, that's going to be a patio out front uh, that you'll be able to see and uh, just enjoy some time. And the cool thing is, not only are you going to be able to just enjoy that on the weekends, but especially for the single parents or maybe even uh, not even the single parents, but a parent maybe that doesn't work. Um, we're doing something very creative right behind those doors. Our current lobby is actually going to house this next picture inside. We're putting a playground inside of our current lobby. And uh, parents will be able to come during the week and uh, hang out, have a sip of coffee, and do all those things. And so we're really excited about those three Ps. But one of the things that we have found, even as amongst, we've tried to do everything that we can. And that is... We realize with the growth that we are experiencing, we're still going to have a parking problem. So we're getting creative with parking. And I want to put this picture up. So you see the top right kind of gray shaded area. That's the park parking, which, by the way, I signed on the permit on Friday for that. So we'll be starting construction a week from Monday, and we'll be putting in about 80 spots in our remote parking. You also see bottom left is that gray shaded area. That's the parking that we just completed. We'll be striping and curbing that in the next two weeks. But that circle area, you may not know it, but we actually have mitigated wetlands back there. And we're going to be mitigating those wetlands. That is where you buy property somewhere else in Flagler County. For one acre that we have, we buy three acres of mitigated wetlands somewhere in Flagler County. You just have to do that. That's how code is. But the blessing is we'll be able to come in. And you ready for this? put about another 100 parking spaces in that back corner. Amen? Isn't that awesome? Yeah. So it's the four Ps. Pavilion, patio, playground, and parking. We're going to be talking about that over the next few weeks, but that is our Christmas offering. It's a big, incredible goal. But here's the blessing too. And we have so much gratitude in this because of your faithful giving. We already have over a quarter of a million dollars dedicated to those four projects. Isn't that awesome? And so what we'll ask you to do over the next few weeks is just pray. You know, hey, how can I have a part in this? How can I, how can I give above my tithes and offerings and give towards the Christmas offering? And so just be in prayer about that. We'll give ways for you to give over the next few weeks online as well as the different greater uh, giving stations around the auditorium as well as all four uh, pictures that I just showed you. They're out in the lobby. You can take a peek afterwards and see some of those things. But those are some of the projects that we look to as soon as we end construction. We're going to go right into those. And so it's going to be an awesome, awesome thing. And you're coming up here to the microphone to kick me out of the way so we can get back to music. I get your point, man. Thanks, bro. It's all good. But, uh, yeah. but no, we're excited, but really excited about what God continues to do. I'm reminded of some scripture today that really hits home to all of us because it's verses like 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I'm reminded of Psalm 100 verse 4, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Philippians 4.6, don't be anxious about, everything, about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God. Colossians 3.15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. And then Colossians 3.17, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of our Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the God, the Father, through him. 
And so tonight, I want us, as we think about thankfulness and gratitude, thankfulness is just kind of walking by and just saying, hey, thanks. But gratitude is a spirit of saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you've done in my life as an individual. Thank you for what you've done in in my family. Thank you for what you've done in my home. Thank you for what you've done in my church. Thank you for what my church is doing in the city. Thank you for guiding me to life change in Jesus Christ. And so if you would, as we conclude our service, if you would stand with me, we're going to sing a song called Just That Gratitude. So if you would stand with me now, I'm going to pray. And as I pray, here's what I want you to do. Maybe this is the first time in a long time that you've paused and maybe shown your specific gratitude towards something. But I don't want you just to give gratitude towards something. I'm going to ask you to give gratitude to someone. God, thank you for giving us life. God, thank you for loving us so much that you gave your one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for my sin in my place that I may have everlasting life. God, may all of us show our gratitude. And may we sing it out. And all God's people said, amen. Sing it out nice and loud.
So, oh, don't you get shy on me, lift up your song. Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. I tried. so good and your loving kindness and your mercy is so much better than anything we could face Lord and I pray that our posture as we leave right now is a, is a posture of gratitude and thankfulness we love you Jesus and all God's people said